0: Andy, I, I really don't know if you have felt this way, but I've gained probably twenty pounds in the last three weeks. I just can't stop eating, sideswiping, doing whatever when there's cookies, cakes, pies, any sort of candy canes. I, I'm I'm a sucker for this, and I'm I'm I know I'm going to regret it. I know I'm, I'm still staying on my exercise
1: routines, but it doesn't go. When you make got All those mounds. Yeah, you know, I, I'm 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 a glutton, Dave. You know, I, I have to I have to have, not have things around to not consume them, right? If my if my wife makes cookies or brownies, or if we buy ice cream or pot, like I, I I I swallow it. So like fortunately we don't we don't buy as much of it, you know, as we used to. And she doesn't make as much because my my kids don't eat as much. And it's just so so not having it around helps. But what is around gets swallowed. So yeah, so I, I, can, I, I can empathize. I, I can empathize. I'm the same way. I look at it and I say, it's my
0: responsibility to get this food out of my house as fast as possible. And the only way to do that is for me to consume it. That's right. then I won't have it in my house anymore. But in that process, I've gained 15 pounds probably.
1: (laughs) But you still look great, Dave. And that's the important thing. You still.
0: And that's what I'm here for, Andy, is for you and our 15,000 other followers and listeners who are just plugging away that's my goal andy at least fifteen thousand. Uh, we are on youtube we are out there on all the major podcast channels so we hope you are listening and we hope to hear you from you um, we do have an email account men of a certain x at gmail we are have a men of a certain x um, a youtube channel so please check us out there you can see some video clips of this but andy for friday I think I may unofficially dub this this particular Friday as Rant Friday. All right. We have a couple of rants we want to go on today. So um, I just thought of that as we were talking pre-show here. But um, Rant Friday is what it is. But, Andy, on Wednesday, we had a lot of politics discussions, of course, the, the Colorado Supreme Court uh, ruling about Trump being off the ballot uh, due to the 14th Amendment, Section 3 clause. There's been some fallout,
1: as we expected, Andy, do you want to take some notes from there? We, we can, yeah, for sure. And, and then I was some random thoughts as you're starting to that are completely unrelated, but we'll come back to maybe later. So, yes. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, Wednesday was a full one because there's just so much going on in the political landscape, and it's hard to not talk about, you know, the election in 2024, which is which is annoying to be honest. But <laughs> just from that, Dave, we've seen one. We've seen just how crazy both political parties are. You know, several other states have now seen Colorado's decision on um, Minnesota, I think, already tried, but Michigan, I think California, um, are you know, looking now, can, can we potentially put Mr. Trump off the ballot, you know, in our states? And from the Republican corners, they're saying, hey, you guys did this to Trump. Well, maybe we should do this to Joe Biden in Texas, right? And, and not, not, not really a serious threat, I don't think, but just the fact that now we're tossing around the idea of deliberately keeping candidates off the ballot as part of the election process, that, that's not gamesmanship. It's in the interest of the United States or the American people. It's it's just crazy. And, and they do it instantly, you know, jumping to these things. So that's, that's a real frustration, I think, for the political dynamic just to deny potentially candidates, you know, the, the ability to be on the ballot. Now, again, in Mr. Trump's case, there's there's grounds in which to argue that you know and and for those that just think oh you just liberal Colorado made this decision this was a very deliberate ruling and you can read the ruling and the rationale you can disagree with it but it wasn't it wasn't like insane with with the decision there's a good basis for it but you know, when you this this follow on politicization of it is just ugly to see Dave I think what what do you think.
0: Well, any to the Colorado thing, that wasn't brought up by Democrats, by the way. I mean, that was brought up by Republicans, as four Republicans and two independents. I mean, so if you if you want to cast stones, cast stones. Looking, you know, what, what's the old say? You know, cast stones. Be sure you don't live in a glass house or whatever. But yeah. th- whatever that is, uh, Annie, I kind of attribute a lot of this political maneuvering, if you want to call it, it maneuvering, seems like it's actually like real smart people doing it, yeah. but I actually think they're idiots. Um, and so um, I attribute or connect a lot of this to like Florida state missing out on the college, the college football playoff yeah. and all of a sudden they're threatening lawsuits and going, um, you know, going to go pull money from the NCAA. They're going to do all of this other stuff. Hey, look, there's, you don't have to agree with it. and And there is a process. Trump has a process now to get back on the ballot that we have a Colorado state Supreme court, it goes to the U S Supreme court and they'll make a decision. I mean, I don't know what, what what we're all getting feisty about, but you hit on another topic. And this is also on our, like agenda for today is, you know, even within the democratic party, they're not listing people on the ballot, you know, that you have Joe Biden and you have two other candidates that are out there and you know in some of the states now they're contemplating just putting Joe Biden on the thing well that's not a free that's not a fair election process yeah. we have a primary for a reason just because he's the incumbent doesn't mean he gets the automatic go to um go to the con- uh, the the convention so i think this is a this is I we we've just Politicized every little thing about uh, decisions, and and there are due processes. That's what our country is based around. Follow the due process. That I don't know any.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if I come back to that last point you're making, I mean, you know, the the ballot access one. You in this case, uh, the Republican Party in Massachusetts is is keeping uh, Marianne Wilson Williamson off the ballot, right? And she's been running this her second time running for president. She's been running the whole time, you know, as a Democrat. And and this isn't this isn't unique to the Democratic Party, Republicans did this what, when Mr. Trump was running for re-election and when they put Mr. Trump's name on the ballot. It's just it, it's just so ugly, right? I mean, it, you know, we spent a lot of time bashing Trump because he's an idiot. But in in Biden's case, with mean, the Democrats, it's it's just as ugly to do that, right? There's so much fear and concern about him being threatened from his own party. And so to block out candidates, not giving voters a chance to express their desire either for that candidate. Or just not for the one that the party is supporting is, is really taking away, you know, voice of the people. That should be, that should be looked at harshly as well, right? I mean, it's really unfair to the citizenship. It's unfair to those trying to express their dissatisfaction with candidates. It's right. unfortunate to see that, right? Regardless of what do you think of, of you know, Ms. Williamson's campaign? And, and again, this, this doesn't only happen at the federal level. At the state level, you know, the Republican and Democratic parties put a lot of effort together into blocking out, you know, independent parties, third party candidates from getting on those same state and local ballots to protect their own interests, you know, where, where they fight like, you know, rabid dogs at the national level and, and at the state level too, they work together to, to limit options for, for voters, you know, at state and local elections. And it's really hard to be a third party at the national election, even though, you know, RFK is getting some momentum, he might not be on the ballot in all 50 states and no labels movement might not be on the ballot in all 50 states. And it just shows, you know, how, how, messy our our political system can be not because it's a bad system but because of the corrupt nature of of the two-party political system and then hey joe biden and democrats can be just as disgustingly ugly as as donald trump and the republican party
0: yeah I, i i think the great fallacy in the whole world is that we we dare tell other countries that Um, They need to avoid corruption and they need to get that out of their government and and systems in order to be a great system. And yet here we are. I mean, we we are just as corrupt as some of these other countries. And and look, it's not an overstatement. I mean, it's a simple fact. I mean, you have lobbyists. Their their design is to pay for access, to get access to politicians for their benefit. That's no different than many other countries that we accuse of being corrupt. Um, except we just don't want to look within on that. To your point, though, Annie, I think it's really important at the state and local level, everyone gets so fixated on what happens in the national election, obviously, because it's important, right? You're going to make the laws and regular, you know, and the rules and all that other stuff at the national level. But a lot of the things on, that get to that national level come through the, the state and local governments and, yeah. and come through the processes that are at the state and local level. And, that's where you know, if a lot of people want to say, "How have Republicans made so much headway despite not having the presidency or or like control the Congress? It's because they've done really well at the state and local level governors and and yeah. and, and stuff and and they control a lot of that stuff they because those individuals appoint judges, right? They get to the the part where they can do a lot of these rulings and activities, and you overlook it so i I do think that that's a Little thing, uh, little thing there. I want to also, Andy, on this part, as I like talk to everyone, gets so fixated too on, well, we're going to do this to you, we're going to do that. And it's Joe Biden's FBI, it's Joe Biden's yeah. Justice Department. It, and I don't think people understand how insane that statement is. The fact that a president or a Congress could weaponize a, a government institution. Yes, there are a degree of political appointees there, and they do, you know, are responsible for making decisions and si- setting guidance, but you have thousands upon thousands of government employees, many of whom, like, the, these government institutions are not well-run mechanisms. They're not great at efficiencies. Uh, they're tied up in bureaucratic red tape. To yeah. think that all of a sudden we're going to start targeting people and doing this and that because of a ruling in some state or local area. I'm sorry, go work a day in government. I mean, yeah. it, just does, it just doesn't work that way. Um, it's impossible for it to work that way. And that's, i in fact, I would argue that's why we don't get a lot of things done. And look, I don't, particularly care for president biden uh, i don't like many of his policies but here here is a guy who passed a massive infrastructure bill that now everybody is trying to take credit for on both yeah. sides of the aisle and he's been able to get things done but to say that now all of a sudden he's got a we- he's weaponized the fbi to target trump he's he's uh weaponized the um the justice department to go after cronies and in the j6 people hey look let's those J six people, they attacked. The, they attacked. I don't care what you say. They attacked the Congress, um, and and they have every right to go after those. And guess what? Everybody has the right to be fired as a result of that from their jobs, whether the the federal government pursues them or not. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm ranting. I'm, I'm, let me pull it back in. Where where are you? What do you think here? No,
1: you're right. I mean, I mean, again, one you know, the the nonsense absurdity that comes out of politicians' mouths. You know, Trump referring to the January sixth convictions as hostages like yeah man, like, like like that that kind of language that kind of rhetoric, is just it's just so unproductive except to seed chaos and and more violence and we'll come back to the point of violence in a minute and, and maybe close this up in, you know with, with colorado again but you know, to your point dave you're right i mean government organizations this isn't even a fault of any leader it's just they're massive clunky inefficient organizations because of how big and, and massive they are. And, and those processes are, are huge. You can't hide a conspiracy in government agency. There's people of every political opinion, every belief, every faith working in those organizations. It, there's no massive conspiracy that can successfully come out of them for sure. And, you know, the other thing I think Americans don't, don't typically see is how, 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 it, how little gets done, largely because of the political process. You know, when you're threatening government shutdowns every two months, that causes all sorts of activity. There's completely useless activity within those halls of government, because they have to prepare for potential shutdown, which has massive impl- implications across government operations for people, and so even less gets done and that's purely a function of an inefficient Congress. Not being able to do anything productive, I think there's a, a say just came out we, we didn't get into it, I don't think but this this current Congress is the least productive Congress like ever like, they've done nothing except for sit on Fox News and MSNBC. And get their media time, they don't actually do anything productive in the interest of the American people. And these threats of government shutdown only further slow down the efficiency of that bureaucracy you're describing that isn't hiding secret conspiracies. FBI director Ray, nominated by Donald Trump, is not out to get the Republican Party. It's just, it's just chaotic rhetoric, you know, that's just hurting our country so much. If, we we could go on forever. We probably yeah. need to wrap that one up, but but maybe we can discuss that Colorado item one more time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Let's go to the back to the Colorado part because again, the the justices did uh, the Supreme Court justices in Colorado did vote four to three wow. um, to keep them off the ballot for Section three of the Fourteenth Amendment. Now the 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 blowback, right? So now there are threats. So you talked about this a little bit on Wednesday, Annie. You were concerned about some of the things that would potentially evolve out of this process you know now we're starting to receive threats from here this is unhealthy this is the concern this is where people start losing their mind Andy what where are you thinking on that
1: yeah I mean I mean we, we said this was going to happen and it certainly is happening and, you know it's frustrating when you when you know there's a punch coming to your face and you do nothing about it and then you get punched in the face and I feel like that's our political environment that's our our violent environment right now so yeah after this decision came out just a quote from NBC News, they identify a, a pro-Trump forum where one of the, you know, participants in that forum is quoted as saying, in, in reference to the decision in Colorado, this ends when we kill these effers, right, he, he, he had more colorful than effer, but that's just an example of just one of the many comments that get made, and that one or two individuals pick up and, and take for action. Right. Yeah. And so when 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 Mr. Trump and, and other Republicans and other Democrats are just as guilty, well, maybe not just as guilty, but also guilty of using, you know, strong, violent language at times to excite individuals, it, 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 it's really a dangerous game. And when you see people saying things like this, like we knew this was going to happen, but again, some people will take these things for action. They will they will seek out And again, we just had it again last week. We mentioned this on the last podcast. An individual. They got arrested for threatening um, you know, to, to harm the FBI. We've had people rush the White House. We've had people you know, make threats to other uh, Republican candidates we just recently discussed. So it's really ugly to see, but again, when, when we've got politicians on their soapboxes, nobody more so than Donald Trump right now, you know, in exciting people towards violence. And that's exactly what they're doing, just like you did excite them to, to violence on January 6th. It's such a selfish, dangerous game to play. and And unfortunately, our country has never seen more of it. I don't think than we than we do right now. It's it's really a sad thing to see.
0: Yeah, I think you hit on the really great point. It is you know, it's not for the ninety nine percent of the country is not going to be thinking much of this, and they go to bed and sleep peacefully. Um, there's there's a portion of the country though that is fixated, and it's, and it's Colorado today, but it could be just as easy another um event tomorrow on all sides of the aisle they'll they'll decide that they've had enough and this is they're going to take action and they just allow this rhetoric and and again the politicians who speak up on these platforms they don't think anything of it they're they're just trying to get points they're trying to get people to go to the polls for them they don't think any you know they're not necessarily saying oh this guy's going to pick up a weapon but somebody is going to pick up a weapon, somebody is going to do something. Somebody is going to go into Nancy Pelosi's house, break into it, and, and assault right. the um, the spouse. These things do happen, and we've seen it happen. And for politicians to continue to feed into that for for a talking point or for a Fox News airtime, I, I just I, I think until start until we start. Punishing those individuals, or you know, restricting or, or penalizing the individuals who allow these things to get airtime, then then I think we're just we're 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 in a bad shape. So I don't know, any Anything else you want to add on
1: to this? Because like, I've got another rant I want to go on to. No, yeah, we we, could, we could probably I mean, there's something you could talk about there. Probably as far as you know who, who's responsible and how, but we'll say that for another day, Dave. So I'll uh, should I should I transition us? We're here to move off our political discussion here today. Let's move to, let's move to the transition, Andy. Let's, let's do it. Can I just say, Dave, as you were finishing up, you know, the last segment, I was stretching. Before we started the podcast, I was stretching. You ever have a stretch that's so good? I was stretching so well, to the point where I felt I almost fell over right here, standing at my desk this morning, because I was stretching so intensely. Have you ever collapsed stretching before? Like, I, I was, I was thrown off by this a little bit. I, I have
0: not Andy, but I have gotten into stretching a little bit more just in my older age. I just realized that sometimes lifting weights may not be nece- as what I need. It could be just
1: stretching. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not quite sure I've ever gotten to that point, Andy. Yeah, well, it was it was, uh, it was it was it was a dangerous moment here. So I, you know, I, I I stand here right in front of a window, and you know, if I if I fall backwards too aggressively, it's a twenty foot plunge to the cement. So fortunately, Dave, all is well. All is well. The intensity of my stretch, it's all right. But sorry, you wanted to go somewhere else besides my 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 morning calisthenics. Oh, that's okay, Andy. That's very fun. Maybe we'll
0: clip that as a short, and we can put that on our our video shorts. <laughs> um, Andy, I do want to talk about one other thing. This is not political. This is all uh, sports, but maybe it is politics as well. But but Andy, for years, yeah. college athletes were you know granted scholarships to play sports at their respective uh, schools. Um, and those schools then benefited off of their name, image, and likeness. They right. would sell jerseys with the numbers on it. And then maybe they wouldn't necessarily put the name on the back of the jersey. But everybody knew that yeah. certain numbers reflected certain athletes at certain schools. You just you just kind of, you always knew that part. Um, well, years ago, I, I think we're almost uh, four or five years ago, the, there was a court ruling that gave the rights back to the students, uh, the student athletes. Um, So it was the NIL, name, image, and likeness. And now, uh, effectively, student athletes can benefit off of that. Now, what that basically means is that schools can freely pay uh these individuals as much as they want to and in fact we've seen now starting to see a lot of the numbers come in (laughs) in fact here's an example brock purdy the the quarterback of the san francisco 49ers the best team by far in the nfl according to our power five rankings andy that's right right. Um, and just about everybody else makes eight hundred and some odd thousand dollars a year. Very good salary uh, for for a, car, a, store, a starting quarterback who was picked last in the entire draft, the very last, the Mister Irrelevant. Yep. Compare that to Archie Manning, Arch Manning, whatever you want to call him, the uh, the the heir to the Manning throne. He's the backup quarterback. I mean, he may even be the third string quarterback at the University of Texas. Andy, would you venture to guess what he's making a, as the third-string quarterback at the University of Texas? Dave, I have no idea, but 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 shock me, shock me with the number. It's over two million dollars, Andy. Yeah, to, over two million dollars to be the bat, only so that he can go to that school. And maybe next year he may play, but Andy, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. But but these schools have now created, in addition to just hey, look, look you have. You know, you get your scholarship, you get all that stuff paid for. But now they and and look, students are paying tuition uh, who may not, to to help fund the sports programs. Well, now, because they need all this bucket of cash to pay these quarterbacks and, and other players, they now create these NIL funds. Yeah. And so basically what it is is just a bucket of money that they can pay whoever they want. And so each school now, each major school has a consortium of some sort. Of cash to pay. Why that is important is because now the 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 manipulators, the exploiters, the agents have come in and swooped in, and so they see the value here. So in the transfer portal now, so now you can freely transfer to schools. Uh, you go into a portal, and coaches can say, "Hey, who's in there? Who's not?" There's a record number of people in the transfer portal, including starting quarterbacks at at Premier School. So the the starting quarterback at at Ohio State University, who led them to what would otherwise be considered a very successful season. They were in the top 10. They lost one game to Michigan that they could have potentially won, and he threw an interception at the end. lost one game this year and he's in the transfer portal now was he a great quarterback no but maybe it's because he could get more money somewhere else is is probably what the 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 challenge is and so you now here are starting to see on social media also athletic directors and coaches coming up and talking about how agents are directly contacting them to say hey Would you be interested in any of these players? In fact, there's a great clip out there, and maybe I'll send it out to everybody, about the Penn State um, staff was talking about, hey, an agent approached them about eight players that they might be interested, one of which was their own player. (laughs) And oh, by the way, that person was not in the transfer portal. So basically, the agent is saying, hey, this person is happy at their school, but but." if the money is right, he may be interested in coming to your school, Andy. This is bad for college sports. This is, they need to get some regulation here. Um, And as much as I agree that the, uh, student-athletes need to benefit from their nameage image like this. So there's a lot of ways you can do it without a fucking free-for-all where you yeah. hand a bucket of cash to the third-string quarterback because his last name is Manning. And look, Arch Manning may be very good, but history tells us, Andy, that these quarterbacks who are supposed to be very great in high school and in college don't actually wind up being shit yeah. in in the pros. Brock Purdy, a great example, a good quarterback in college – the last quarterback picked in a very draft, quarterback-heavy draft, and he's he's the one, not the one who you're paying millions of dollars to. Andy, this is a fucking farce, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm just I'm sick of it now. Um, but Andy, that's where I'm going with
1: nil. I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, Dave, I I, I appreciate the passion. I mean, I, I really, it's uh, it's intense, and and I, I appreciate it. I think you know. The, <laughs> A lot of points there to get into, which which I won't get into in depth. But I'll say one: Brock Purdy, he's making plenty of money. He's overrated. He's playing on the best team in the NFL right now, and so I have no no sympathy for Brock Purdy. Enjoy the ride, buddy. You're you're surfing of a great team, right? Yeah. So so he's fine. Yeah. And then I think we we touched on this once before. Where I agree and I and I disagree at the same time. I agree with the idea that if you can make money, make money and players can make money. I think it's fair they get compensated for, you know, what they're helping those schools do and raising tons of cash. So I don't have an issue with that. But like you said, you've got to put some guardrails on the process, right? And and, and the, the schools, the universities, they should find a way to do it in a reasonable manner. But at the same time, who's just as guilty is, is the parents and boosters, right? Because I mean, I, we, we get calls for contributing NIL for my, my, my kids' colleges and hey, I'll be honest. I'm not paying it, right? I, I'm not. I'm already paying you plenty in tuition and boarding. I don't need to pay for your college athletics program. that That's you figure that out. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a lot. And so, you know, there, there's ways to manage sort of by what we do, right? So, so take those fifty bucks, or hundred bucks, you know, donate to your school's NIL. Go give it some good charity cause, you know. <laughs> go 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 feed the hungry instead, right? It, it, the football team doesn't need an, more money in that sense. So I think there's there's sort of a responsible behavior kind of thing. I don't know that we need to turn it off and like if that's really what people want to do, but it does create an ugly system. You know, I, I don't like seeing that moving in. You're right. I mean, players commit to a college, they intend that they're there for their their college career, you know, contributing to that school, getting an education. Most of them aren't going to get past that college level, you know, stay there and do that. But, you know, it, it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing to figure out, but it is, it is a funny story with Penn state, you know, if you have them come with their own player at them, that's uh, kind of shows that the system's a little bit goofy right now.
0: Yeah. I just, look, I'm not about, being overly regulated that's what i've hated about the ncaa they regulate slices of pizza and all this other stuff in the name of competitiveness and fairness the transfer portal before was a joke where you'd have to apply for a transfer and and maybe you could play next year and maybe you couldn't the ncaa decided that that was a joke as well um it, it but there just needs to be some sort of guidelines around this and, and i agree with you look i get that all the time from south carolina from from virginia tech i, I we get, i get it all the time i'm just yeah. look I, I just choose not to pay it i, I already pay enough in tuition yeah. especially being an out of stater i play plenty in tuition i'm not going to pay for, you figure that out you know the reason tuition is high is because of the sports department it's not because they're funding the new biology lab i'm i'm just sorry that's what what's, yeah. what's yeah. happening and so, um, and and so with that, I just think that you really need to have some guidelines. I think the NCAA should be blown up, though, and you reset it. There was an interesting proposal. And I know I do want to wrap up, though, Andy. There was an interesting proposal. Maybe we can get into this later. But Chip Kelly, the head coach of UCLA, who is moving now from the Pac-12. To the Big Ten, which now has 16 teams, actually it'll have 18 teams, I think, next year. Um, but the, he was talking about, hey, what? Why are we even doing this charade anymore? Let's just put 64 teams in a in a one conference and say you're the best 64 teams, and and you guys all play each other, and whoever comes out at the end comes out at the end. But to to argue this whole thing about, um, you know, we're we everything is being driven by football. Because the softball player at UCLA who has a the really great at softball doesn't want to fly to Rutgers yeah. to play a conference game. Let, let's 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 be smart about this. Let's blow it up. Everything is being driven by football, and and so maybe that's a topic for next week or later, Andy. But I do want to move. Let's so let's just wrap that up, Andy. And anything else you want to say on there?
1: No, I'll come back to that college idea at some point, but but not not today, David. Another, another yeah. day, another day. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're, we're at the end here, Andy. I do want to note for listeners, our schedule for next week is still in flux. We may be here. We may not be. Uh, it is it is the holidays. Andy and I do want to take some time with our families and such. Um, obviously, we won't be potting on Christmas Day. And then we got some other challenges the rest of the week. But we may be on. Uh, but please do catch up on the the previous episodes of our podcast. We'll probably put out some some links to some of our funner episodes, but um, we do encourage you to do that. Andy, wrapping up the week, anything you want to say to our listeners? You
1: no, know, Dave, I appreciate the uh, the rants and raging this morning. Uh, it's fun to listen to, uh, to you and to those listening. Merry Christmas. To those who are celebrating Christmas, happy holidays to everyone and looking forward to uh, coming back and sharing more next week and, and then getting into 2024, Dave. We're on the 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 cusp of 2024 exciting times for some reason even numbered years are just better than odd numbered years so looking forward to getting into the uh the four there the quattro i i always enjoyed even over odd anyways
0: Amy. I was was a big fan of that. So, all right, Andy, well, happy holidays to everyone. And if you celebrate, uh, Merry Christmas to you all uh, and a happy new year. And we look forward to catching up with you. If we do next week, great. Uh, Otherwise it'll be in 2024, but thanks for listening. Um, And we will catch you next time, Andy.